there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, wonderful Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of Tea for C. I want to let you know that the barista has cut me off. No more caffeine for me today, but that's okay because I have had four shots and I am very, very caffeinated and I hope you are too because it is time for another caffeinated career conversation. And hold on to your coffee cups because my guest, Ladan Davia, is not only going to be speaking to us about her life as a young kick-ass entrepreneur, a badass 20-something who is onto her second startup, but she's also going to be sharing her insights with us about how you can find the right job at the right company thanks to her expertise as the CEO and founder of BEA, B-E-E-Y-A, a meta search engine, an employee matching platform that has partnerships with companies including ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and Next. And prior to founding Bia, Ms. Davia worked at Entertainment Tonight, where she was pursuing her career as an on-camera host, and I'm sure would have been kick-ass at that. She was also the founder and president of Accelerate Test Prep, a business that she started when she was like many of you in college. It was aimed at helping other students improve their scores on the SAT and the ACT. Ladan, welcome to Time for Coffee. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. It is absolutely my pleasure. It's interviews like this where it absolutely doesn't feel like work at all. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I'm ready to go. Awesome. So let's get right to the primary functions of your current job as CEO of BIA. What are they? I think that would take a long time for me to list. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? You know, a little bit of everything. I think at least for today, I'm having a marketing meeting, a developing meeting. We're doing a few new partnerships with some festivals, which is really exciting for us. And yeah, just going through the list of things. I make a to-do list every single morning when I wake up and try to complete the whole thing. But I really, really try to get three things done on it. And I know that might not sound like a lot, but each of those things has like 20 things underneath it. So (laughs) so I try to get three of them done. And then whatever I don't finish, I move on to the next day. So I have a hefty list ahead of me. (laughs) So do you also have like a master list or do you just do like a daily list? I do have a master list too. So I have a planner where I plan out my monthly goals, weekly goals, and then daily goals. And then of course, you know, where do I see Bia a year from now or five years from now? But those are kind of more in my head. (laughs) You know, maybe as we talk about your current job, you could tell us about Bia and give us sort of the pitch right here. Well, the elevator pitch, like what is it and how you founded it? 
So BIA is a meta search engine for job seekers. We connect job seekers to over 11 million jobs. And we do that with our algorithm, which is powered by artificial intelligence. So what does that mean? Basically, you can go on to BIA and without an account and just search for jobs. And you can type in nursing in Irvine and or whatever it is. And every job with our affiliated partners or people that have just posted on BIA will show up. If you make a free account and it's free, there's no charge. And you put your resume, our algorithm will read your resume and match you with the best jobs they think are for you. So you can also search and get matched to all of those jobs. So nursing in Irvine, you're a 92% match for this position. You're an 80% match for this position. But our algorithm can also suggest jobs for you. Maybe you think you want to be in broadcast journalism, but from your resume, you'd be great as a writer. Our algorithm will say, hey, Ladan, have you considered a career in writing? And it will show you jobs that it thinks are best for you. So that's essentially what BIA is. We focus on just the job seekers. Now, as an employer, you can go on there and post a job, but we do focus on the job seekers and we match them with jobs from Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Next, LinkUp. We have 46 partners. So we have a ton of jobs. And if anyone is looking for one, yeah, there's just so much opportunity on there right now. How did you come to think of BIA and get this idea? Because so many people have really good ideas, but get this idea off the ground. So I was working in the entertainment industry and I wanted a career change. So I started using these websites and I was getting really inaccurate matches. It was saying, oh, Lydian, here's a gardening position or a nannying position. And I thought, how are you finding that job for me. You know, that's, I don't want to be a nanny. <laughs> Nothing in my resume said that. So I learned that it was because of keywords. Keyword matching just doesn't work. And so I continued to use these websites, see the things I liked about them and wrote down the things I didn't. And I just thought, why can't I start my own where my peers will actually find jobs that they want to take and at companies that want to hire them. I think the biggest problem right now is that employers are overwhelmed because employees are just applying to anything they see online, right? And employees are overwhelmed and they're applying to anything they can see online because they're not getting responses from employers. So it's a really vicious cycle that I'm not sure which one needs to stop or which one will stop in order to stop it. But that's just what I'm trying to solve. I'm trying to solve that issue because it shouldn't be this difficult to find a job. And you know, the more I do it, the more purpose I have to do it. Because the more colleges I work with, the more I realize that these students need help. The universities aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And students have nowhere to go. So with BIA, basically, that's what we're doing. So how did you develop this algorithm? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> A lot of coffee and, <laughs> you know, I actually hired two engineers that the president of my alma mater referred to me and they stole $50,000 and eight months of my time and they never delivered the product. Oh my and God. It was in that time when I realized they, and they were total con artists, you know, they had changed their phone numbers, moved out of their house. They were doing this. I think they knew exactly what they were doing, but I had to really sit down and think, is this something I want to do? Because I just 
lost so much money and a lot of time. And, you know, I'm going to have to start all over. My experience with them made me want to do it even more because down the road, there are some features that I want to launch that would basically allow me to tell other employers, hey, these two are not good hires. And I think that that's something we're really missing right now, because especially in the tech industry, this happens a lot where engineers either lock the company out of their own product or they steal from them. And finding a good team is really difficult. But luckily, I did find one. So I hired actually the person I should have hired from the beginning because I interviewed him along with those other two. And he's been with Bia ever since. He is the lead engineer and we just went for it. It took about two years to fully develop our algorithm. Oh my God, two years. Yeah, it took a really long time because it's, it's a working brain. You know, we don't match up with keywords. It's a full brain that's running our website. So to build something like that takes a lot of time. So can you walk us through, let's say I'm looking for a job and I upload my CV and it sees, oh, Andrew's got a background in journalism and a background in public affairs and a background in PR, then what? So based on your resume, you can leave it in the system and go search for your own job. So there are two different things you can do. You can press search jobs and search through all of the jobs that we have on the platform. And because you've made a profile and uploaded your resume, it will match you with them. It will say you and this job are X percent match, 92%, 86%, whatever it is. But based on your resume, if you, like I said before, if you're looking for a job, that might not even be the best job for you. You know, as a 20 something year old graduated from college, we decide what major we're going to be when we're graduating high school. You know, you're 17, 18 years old. You don't know what you want to do at 17 years old. That changes. And so you might have committed to a major that is not what you should be doing. So that's another thing that I'm really proud of, Bia, because you might say, oh, yeah, I was this major, but your experience might say something else. You know, your hobbies might tell a different story. And our algorithm is able to read that and then suggest things that it thinks you'd be interested in. So... Based on the expertise that you have honed over these years now, both as a chief executive officer and as the head of a company that is in this space of helping connect Java junkies with jobs that they will love that work for them, what are some other tips that you can provide in terms of how to stand out during an interview, what it takes to get a job or internship without the help of your career development center, things like that? So let's break it down. When you're going into an interview, I think the best way to stand out is, this is going to sound very simple, but people don't do it, is to smile. Smile, make eye contact and be humble. Now a college degree, I think is becoming less and less relevant because there are so many companies now they just don't really care. And it doesn't really matter where if you come in with a bad attitude because you graduated from an Ivy League school, I guarantee you they're going to give that job to the person that didn't graduate from an Ivy League school with a better attitude. I think being humble is really important and just being aware. Oh my God. Another thing is please do research on the company. I've had so many people come in to work at BIA and I say, well, what did you think of your matches? Do you believe in the algorithm? And they're like, oh, I actually haven't taken a look at the website. I'm like, are you kidding? You want to work here? And you did not take the two minutes it takes to create a free profile and look at it. I mean, you have no passion for this. So I think 
go to job interviews, you have a lot of passion for because the employers will feel that and you will feel that over time too. You'll want to be somewhere where you have passion to be there. Absolutely. And as far as the career development centers, that's a great question. It's a hot topic right now. I think, unfortunately, students are, you're not only going to school full time, a lot of them are working full time to pay for those student loans and the schools are dropping the ball, right? They're not doing what they should be doing. The career development centers, you should walk out of your university with a job period. If you don't, I'm sorry, your career development center is not doing something right. And I get it. There are thousands of students. They can't help every single one, but you know who they're going to help? The ones that make the most noise. Show up there. Don't accept no for an answer. Keep going and asking for help. And eventually they'll have to help you. Now, I've heard instances where they just don't, no matter how much the student asks and tries with their career development center. I think you have to take your own future into your own hands. So be proactive, utilize your network, try different sites. I work with so many students that say, I found a job on VIA within days. Whereas my career development center, I've been trying for over a year and have no luck with an introduction. So I think times are changing. I think with technology, there's no excuse. We have these resources at our fingertips. Be proactive and take your own future into your own hands. Ladan, I'm going to be asking you in a little bit about your time at Chapman, but yeah. I'm curious, have you been able to leverage the alumni network from your school and how useful do you think those networks are? I think networking is crucial. I think every single person you meet is a part of your network. And I know you and I have talked about that before, but I think for me, Chapman was amazing because I met so many amazing people. You know, I got all of my internships at Chapman through my peers, through friends that had worked at a company and they would refer me. So even if your school isn't doing it, I chose to utilize that network more because it was really working for me. A lot of students say my school's not helping me. Well, how about you try your peers? If you help someone, they'll help you down the line. Or if you're nice to someone, they'll remember that and help you. And I think that was a huge help for me. I wasn't afraid to ask for help. And I had some friends or colleagues say no, but I had a lot of them that said yes. And I don't think I'd be here today without those people. I think that is such great advice. And truthfully, the worst thing that happens is that somebody says either I'd prefer not to, or I don't really know how to get you in touch with this person. That is the worst thing that happens. And if you don't ask, you don't know. So I am all for going for it. And believe me, I think being proactive is something that can only benefit you down the line. And you always want to be respectful and polite. And as you said, humble, but you lose nothing by asking. Exactly. Let's also get into your time at Chapman. As we discussed during the Time for Coffee espresso shots, you were basically a double major at Chapman. You studied broadcast journalism and poli-sci. Did you know what you were going to do with those degrees and why did you pick them? 
So when I was graduating from high school, I really, really wanted to be a journalist. And I wanted to be a journalist that was legitimate and respected. I wanted to do hard news, reporting on real stories, delivering real people's stories. And so that's why I chose to major in broadcast journalism and then political science, because those two were the best majors for what I wanted to do. As I got to Chapman and started realizing what it would take to be in that industry, I just wasn't willing to put in that work for something so unknown. You know, to be a hard news reporter, to be on CNN, these people are there for a reason. They've put in the work. You have to move to the middle of nowhere and then get transferred to another market in the middle of nowhere until (laughs) maybe 15 years down the line, you're able to work in LA. For me, it just wasn't enough control. I, I thought I need to do something where I have more control over my future, which means I know if I'm putting in the work, I will get a result. So that's kind of why I decided by my junior year not to do that. Now, I found myself in the entertainment industry and I had great internships and I was meeting a lot of great people, but I didn't start broadcast journalism to be in the entertainment industry. I just wasn't passionate about that. I knew I had a better shot of maybe making it and being on TV and doing that, but that wasn't what I considered real journalism. So I knew I would get bored of it after a while. So again, I knew that wasn't an industry for me. That's why I decided to leave that world. So you were, you said a junior when you realized that. Yes. What classes or internship or externships or clubs or other activities did you get involved in that in hindsight really proved to be assets for you as a young entrepreneur? I remember one day I was walking on campus and I saw a flyer for a business plan competition. I had never heard of it. Chapman has a great entrepreneur program that no one even knows about. (laughs) And it's great. They have an amazing like launch labs. These are their office space for students. There are computers and all this amazing, you know, resources there for people to use. So I had never heard of it. I had always been interested in starting my own business, but I just didn't even know what that meant. And I had some friends from Berkeley who wanted to start a software company for the SAT and ACT, and they needed someone to help them with marketing, which was me. So (laughs) I saw this flyer and I thought, okay, we should maybe enter in that. We entered in it. We made it to the final round. Out of 300 applications, I think they picked five and we were one of the five. And that's when I really thought, oh my God, we have a shot to do this. So we prepped for weeks and we won. And so when we won that competition, it really set the course of my entrepreneurial journey because before that I had never written a business plan. I had never had any experience with marketing or design or anything. And so if it was for that one competition, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure where we would be. I don't know if I would have gone down this route or or I think I would have, I think it would have just taken me longer. That sounds like an incredibly intense experience. How, how many weeks (laughs) did that take? I think it was once we made it to the finals, I think it was five weeks from then. Oh my God. Yeah. When we won, it was, again, my first experience really into pitching and writing a business plan and doing all of that. So yeah, we we won that competition. I think it gave me confidence just thinking, wow, you know, we can do this if we want to. And what happened with Accelerate? Accelerate, we 
God, you know, this is embarrassing, but I don't even remember how many schools we got into. We worked with several different schools and testing sites. I think we were just so young and had so little experience. We didn't really know what we were doing. (laughs) And my co-founders, one had taken a job at Google, one had taken a job at Apple. And I just don't think we put in the time that we needed to, to create a successful business because most of this is just time you know, it's the time you put into it. So it didn't become a successful business, but it was definitely the first experience that I ever had. It was my first step into the tech world, which I didn't have before. Actually, you know, again, during the espresso shots, we talked about whether you felt a business degree was something by graduate school business degree was something that would be useful for Java junkies who want to be entrepreneurs. It kind of sounds like you got your business school degree while you were in college working on building Accelerate. Yeah, I think that doing it is worth more than a degree because you can learn as much as you want in school. But if you're not actually doing it, then it doesn't really matter. I will say going through business school, which I didn't, I'm just assuming going through business school and getting a degree will teach you things you'll learn more and maybe you'll be able to avoid mistakes. But I really think there are mistakes and things that you're going to do. You're going to make mistakes and it's unavoidable. So I think if you have a passion and an idea, just go do it. You don't need to consult with all these people and do all of these things. Just go do it and you'll learn along the way. So another thing that you were engaged in at Chapman was your sorority. You were an active member of Alpha Pi. What was that experience like as it relates to the working world now? Alpha Phi was a great experience. For me at Chapman, what I liked about it, it was not so intense. You know, some Greek life chapters are really intense. And for me, I was always interning. So I didn't have a ton of time to like dedicate to extra things. But I met my best friends through it. And even now we're working with Alpha Fees and different sororities. And I think if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't even know what goes into that. And that just takes us to like another point of in college. It is good to do a little bit of everything. Be a part of a club, be a part of a sorority, be a part of whatever, because the more you're exposed to, the more experience you get, the more people you add to your network. And again, your network is everything. So I think that, yeah, Alpha Phi was a great experience for me. And I would suggest getting involved in things on campus to any college student. Can you tell that I'm not very good with Greek life that I called it Alpha Pi? <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, and you know, there are so many of them. I actually sometimes read sorority names and I, I don't know how to pronounce it either. I just know Alpha Phi because I was in it. <laughs> so Ladan, I, I know you're also very passionate about philanthropy and have been a big sister in the Big yeah. Brother Big Sister organization. Is that something that you were involved in in college or did that start after you graduated? That started after I graduated. I actually started about two years ago. So two years out of college. I think it's been the most rewarding thing I've done. I love my little sister. We are so close and just being able to influence her life in any positive way and just watching her and all the things she's accomplishing is so special. I think that what I'd like to see more from everyone in the world right now is more kindness, more empathy and more philanthropy. I think it is 
so important for everyone to give back in any way you can. And I try to get some of my friends into it and they say, oh, I don't have enough money to be in philanthropy. And I'm thinking money has nothing to do with it. You do have time. Even as an entrepreneur, you do have a couple hours a week to dedicate to or a month. Let's just say a month. You do have four hours a month to dedicate to philanthropy. And I think it's just really important. Ladan, when it comes to online job searching, what do you think our Java junkies need to be doing with regards to their CV, their resume? How can mm-hmm. they stand out as a prospective employee for these employers? I think highlighting what you actually have done. And that might sound obvious, but it's not because I read a lot of resumes where they have things from high school on there. If you have gone to college, you do not need anything from high school, in my opinion. Even if you were, I was the president or the vice president of ASB in my high school. And I don't have that on my resume because it doesn't matter. It's not important anymore. It was important going to college, but not once I was in college, that wasn't important getting an internship. No one cared about high school. So I think highlighting things you are most recently have done anything that involves leadership. You know, a lot of girls in sororities, they have a leadership position, but they don't want to put it on their resume because they think there's a a stigma of being in a sorority. I totally disagree. A sorority is a club. It's just a club. So if you had a leadership position in a club, put that on there. That's important. If you do something in your free time, like I know a girl, she helps animals and she helps find different cats homes. That's something that you should put on your resume because you're helping something. It's important. So I think things like that. And when it comes to your work experience, I think putting also without fancy words, just putting straight up what you did. This is the team I was on. This is what we accomplished. And I think keeping it really straight and honest. Thank you. So you graduated from Chapman in 2014. So only four years ago. It's pretty remarkable. And did you go right into the entertainment industry? And how did you get that job? So my freshman year of college, I had a friend in one of my classes who was able to get me my first internship. And I think it was at Lionsgate. And from there, once I was there, my supervisor referred me somewhere else. And it just kind of became this chain reaction. I worked at Kiss FM, Ryan Seacrest Productions, Entertainment Tonight. All of these came from a referral from my past internship. And I think that's really important too, is when you're going to an internship, and by the way, none of these were paid. I did it because I wanted the experience and I wanted to get into that field. And when you want to do something like that, you have to be willing to make some sacrifices. So I went there asking, what can I do? How can I get more involved? And my supervisor saw that. And so when I was done with that internship, they were happy to refer me somewhere else. So that's one piece of advice I would love for people to take away that even if your internship is free, which most of them are, they're free for college credit, go in with a positive attitude because you're already going there. You might as well make the best of it. That is great advice. Ladan, one of the many questions that I try to ask all of my guests is to share with the Time for Coffee community a time in your career, in your professional life, when whether you had a terrible boss, whether you were fired, whether you were way in over your head, whatever the case may be, and how you were able to get through to the other side, how you were able to recover and what your lessons learned were from that. 
That's a really good question. I've never been fired from a job, but I don't think there is a more difficult industry than the entertainment industry. It's super cutthroat and there are so many people wanting the same job and opportunity that I think you have to just do whatever it takes. And when I was there, I do remember feeling overwhelmed because at ET, they want you there. And I was lucky to get this job. I mean, I originally started interning. I think it was, I think I had to be there around eight, but my supervisor was so happy for me. He invited me to join the actual team for their brainstorming and writing sessions every morning. Well, those start at 4.30. I didn't live in LA. I lived in Orange County. Is that 4.30 a.m.? Yeah. Oh my God. That's when these people get there because the show has to be ready to air when it airs. So when I did that, I remember feeling very tired because you're waking up at, you know, three to get ready and then drive over there. And then once you're there, it's nonstop all day and you're not getting paid. So it's not motivating all the time. But I just remember thinking that I'm here to get the best experience I can get. And hopefully I will make good contacts to put me at the next stage of my life. I've always kind of thought, what can I do today that will get me to where I need to be tomorrow? So I just think I know it's overwhelming, but you just have to think that you're lucky to get these opportunities. There are a lot of people in other countries where they'll never get the opportunity to even go to school. So if you have the chance to go to school and get a job, put your best foot forward. I am so with you on that for sure. Always. Like why bother? Just stay home. If you're not going to give it everything you've got. Yeah. If you're not going to give it everything you've got, then just stay home and and relax. Yeah. Ladan, before I say goodbye to you, I was wondering, again, this is one of the questions I try to ask. If you could go back way back to 2014 (laughs) and do college all over again, based on the wisdom that you have now, what advice would you give yourself? I think I graduated in three years instead of four. And I think I would have just told myself to enjoy every process a little more because I was always so worried about what my next internship was going to be, what finishing my classes and then entering the real world. So I think it's just important to live in the moment. At 18, you're not entering the real world. You know, enjoy your time in college. Meet as many great friends as you can. Of course, there are complaints about every university and college, but focus on the good things and just remember that those four years, it really is, I think, the best time of your young life because you have the chance to learn. Oh my God, that's actually what I would tell myself is learn in your classes instead of being worried about your grade. I wish that I could go back and retake some of my classes and just enjoy learning and absorbing every piece of information that I could instead of worrying about, oh my God, I have to get an A in this class in case I want to go to grad school because I need straight A's. So I think just enjoy learning because you never know when you'll need that information again. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Dan. You are such a remarkable young woman and you've already accomplished amazing things. And I hope you enjoy where you are right now in your life. And I hope all of our Java junkies are going to go on Bea, B-E-E-Y-A, and just put their information in there. My goodness, only a few minutes to help them see what jobs come up. Even if you're still in school, just kind of see where things are heading. You lose nothing, right? Even if you don't want to make an account, 
go search for jobs because the biggest thing I think is if you're going to all these other websites and looking for a job, why wouldn't you go to one website that has all of their jobs? Saves you so much time and you're getting access to all the information on one portal. I don't know. And hopefully they will. Hopefully they will. I too. (laughs) Lindan, I so enjoyed having coffee with you today. I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee with me and the Java Junkie community. I just thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I love your podcast and what you're doing. And I can't, I'm just so happy I was able to be a part of it. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee. 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.